Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the NFL podcast. Uh, there's no guest, but that's not to say that there won't be guests in the future. So, you know, tune in for that. Just me and Paul, we're talking about the uh, the back end of the regular fantasy season. And, you know, that does mean that we are drawing to the back end of the uh, regular season. So, yeah, find out what's going on there. Uh, obviously there's the whole, you know, if you check us out on YouTube, do, do subscribe, there's all that sort of stuff, so, you know, refer to previous ones where I talk at length about subscribing on the YouTube channel. Anyway, here we go. This is CookieCast, Laces Out. And here we go. It's that day of the week, ladies and gentlemen, where there should be more guests than there actually are. But who needs guests when you've got a glamorous co-host and a held-together-with-sticky-back-plastic host of Yorkshire's number one N. L podcast laces out co-host and some would say this ship's rudder mr paul williams how are you sir clearly dealing with amazing internet obviously andrew nothing, nothing could be further from the truth it's uh, i'm definitely not the the rudder of this particular ship no, some would say it's rudderless. I mean, a rudder would probably have a, lot better. a rudder would probably have much better internet connection for starters. Well, we have to, we have to make do with what we've got in life and in internet. So, I've decided to not let not let these good people down, and I'm going to mix things up ever so slightly because as you have correctly pointed out in the past, and I have almost correctly pointed out in the past, we keep forgetting the fantasy element to this. And by we, that's obviously me. So, <laughs> let's get it out on Front Street so it's done and I don't get into any more trouble from the lovely people. Mr. Williams, did you have a win in the fantasy this week? No, I did not. You and me both. Do you know what's a, Do you know what's amazing? Do you know what's, what's super fun when you're playing the same person in both leagues and you get beaten in both leagues. You so say you had a close one. I did. I think it was um, maybe. Five points in the end. Wasn't by much. Um, let's see if I can bring it up. I think it was a uh, potentially a J.K. Dobbins performance that did for me. Damn it! Let's have a look. I think I was out. Yeah. 
I think I was outdone by nearly double. No, no, just just the seven points. Oh no, th no, it was the other league. It was double. Yeah, just seven points. But seven points is still a win in everybody's book. It's it's seven points, and 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 she was carrying two bagels. I mean, yeah, if you like. Just wanna just wanna throw that out there. I mean, I don't think you threw it in my face. It just happened to go in my eyes. So yeah, take from that what you will. Well, it's fine because we don't have to worry anymore. Because unlike some people, ugh, those those other people, those those good fantasy players, those those ones, we don't have to worry about stuff like that because we're not in the playoffs. We enjoy playing in the dirt league. The wooden spoon and all of that goodness. So, I yeah, mean, and I mean, the way it's shaping up, it it, it could very well be my, myself versus yourself for the overall suckiest player of NFL fantasy. I mean, at the end of the season, if if things go horrifically wrong, I suppose you'd class it like that. That's that that would end up with us playing each other in the uh, in the dross bowl. The Ruxon ball. Playing for the Ruxon. I think we should. So yeah, for us, uh, I mean, it's over by the shouting in it. So, uh, but that might so. that might give you a little idea. Some some might say a clue as to who next week's guests are, or. Might be, and in a twelve-man league, that literally could be anybody. Watch this space. Watch this space, because although we have gone guestless for quite some time, it's not always through choice. Sometimes it's through necessity. Sometimes we look at the at that week's guest and we're like, "Nah, good thanks." So uh, sometimes you just have to uh, you have to you have to suck it up and go it alone. Right, now we've got all that rubbish out of the way. All that fancy nonsense. Nobody cares about fancy. Uh, let's talk about last week. There was a lot of heel nipping for that, that first place in the uh, CookieCast NFL Podcast Laces Out Tournament. So, will there have been a change at the top? Will there have been a change at well, the bottom? Let's find out. So. I'm scared. NFL predictions. I'm scared. Week 13. I'm looking for some. 15 games to pick from as we had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers on their very late bye. Only four weeks left in the season, so... Well, five, I suppose, when they took it. But it seemed a bit late to be having a bye. But 
alas, that's that's their worst. So 15, 15 points to play for. Um, as, as we discussed on last week's podcast, there was two sets of results that were exactly the same, which was the leader, the uh, the Führer, if you will, of the uh, of the Cookie Cast podcast world, and the stats mistress of the Cookie Cast world. Uh, they had picked the exact same results, whereas I had gone with one different result and for some reason decided to show incredibly misplaced faith in the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, oh my word, of all the games. Oh, of wow. all the games oh, wow. to get wrong, I have to pick the only team that couldn't score a single point. I mean, oh, wow. some some people would say that that in its own right is probably grounds for for dismissal, an immediate loss. <laughs> the predictions, but you know, it is what it is. So I'm crying. I'm actually crying. That might give you an indication as to what the scores. Oh are no! So in uh, in last place was my good self with nine out of fifteen picks correct. Oh no. Which means that tying in joint first place is the leader of the Cookie Cats, Mr. Andrew Cook, and Leanne with 10 out of 15 picks correct. So, as we've done for the past couple of weeks, we had a little, uh, a little tiebreaker situation. So, we, uh, we had the guys pick the, the minute of the, uh, of the first touchdown in any of the games. I'll just get it up on the screen. So yep. There. So we've got. He picks the first minute. He did. Leanne picks the second minute. She did. After trawling through all of the games painstakingly, I can see that there was a touchdown in the third minute of the Jacksonville Jaguars versus. Minnesota Vikings game however there was one touchdown scored earlier than the third minute but was it earlier than the Los Angeles Rams and Arizona Cardinals game the Cardinals found the end zone in minute number two damn it Which means that taking the point no. for the second or possibly even third week in a row, it is Leanne. She is on fire. This is on absolute fire. The girl. This is. She's she's, she's taken the. Uh, sorry, not the not the third week in a row. The second week. No, it was the third week in a row. My word. She's she's some lady. This is um, disgraceful. So she's, she's come from nowhere. She's come from absolutely nowhere to now leading the podcast prediction stats. So, in reverse order, we have the collective guest with two and a half points. We have myself on three points. The long 
time leader on three and a half points is Mr. Andrew Cook. And then leading with four and a half points is the stats mistress herself. This is this is She's absolutely nailing it. So four weeks to go. Marvin it. I'm going to start playing that song. Four yeah. weeks left, it's all to play for. It's all to play for. Maybe not so much for myself. Well, you never know. But, you could have a, you stranger have a, things have happened, I suppose. A last minute run, a playoff push, some might say. Well. So, that's how the picks of last week shaped up. Anything stand out for you from last week, with Mr. Williams? Uh, unfortunately for me, I can't comment on last week because I'm pretty sure I missed every single game. And haven't been out. There, there was fighting, I believe. Sorry, I didn't catch that. Was there was there fighting? I've seen a picture of uh, of a tussle. I believe there might be something in the stats. That was in the fighting. in the Dolphins. Um, it, it it took place in the Dolphin. Look at the wrong week. That's why I can't find it. Um, it took place in the Bengals Dolphins game. Mm. There was. Um, I think there was was there two separate incidents. Um, I'm just trying to think because there was two. Yeah, there was because there was two separate sets of ejections. Um, I can't remember the first one. The the well, I, I sort of can and can't. The first one I can't remember what sparked the incident. But it involved. It ended up with I think it was Tyler Boyd and um, the one of the Dolphins' cornerbacks getting ejected. It was Xavier and Howard, and then um, so they were ejected first, and then the second incident that happened was a, I believe it was a oh it was a punt return. So the Dolphins players called for the fair catch, waited for the ball to come down, and apparently this was the second time in two punts that the Bengals player would just chase him down and absolutely nailed him, just absolutely leathered him and just like cleaned him out, and the Dolphins players just went absolutely apeshit and just started, started pushing and shoving and punches were thrown and all sorts of uh, all sorts of carnage. RG so yeah, and in I fact was, uh, RG. There's five ejections in total. Just check that stat. I believe there is a stat about other number of ejections. Five ejections mm-hmm. in total. Five. Five times. Well, a beef. As I say, I can't. I can't offer anything. I know. I don't think I saw a single game from last week uh, due to other. Commitments. However, in my house, under the not under the stairs, in the garage, lives a woman, little, little hermit lady, about this big. 
She goes by many names. El Diablo. Uh, her, her who lives in the garage. But she's also known as the stats mistress. She has got contacts over them their waters. Over in, uh, over in the good old US of A. Uh, namely Nate Davis of USA Today. And he brings stats into the world. And the stats mistress, she gets them all, collects them all up from the ether, puts them in a pot, gives them a stir, chops off all the, all the, all the loose ends and stuff, marinates them, and then chucks them in an email and sends them to me. And then I, being the generous host that I am, and modest too, then share the wealth between myself and my glamorous co-host, Mr. Williams. Now, we don't live in a blame culture, but there was a time when we also used to get the injuries. I mean, that's that stopped. Uh, but, as we know, for some of us, fantasy season's pretty much over, so we don't care about injuries anymore. Um, it's a 50-50 split this week, because there are 10 stats. I've got 5. The gentleman there's got 5. And we will now share them with the world so nfl stats week 13 credit to nate davis of usa today but, but probably a bigger credit to the stats mistress number one although that looks like two or a, a, a shadow puppet dog Congrats to the Saints, the first team in 2020 to clinch a playoff berth. Breeze's replacement, Taysom Hill, threw his first touchdown pass since 2016, where he was a senior at BYU. Hill's 232 passing yards Sunday were just shy of his NFL career high from two weeks ago when he posted 233, also against Atlanta. In 49 games as a pro, those represent the only times Hill has surpassed 100 yards through the air. And there we go. I'm going to read the stat rather than just puzzling at it. So, here we go. Props to Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers. Who continues to bleed oxygen from what seems an airtight first ballot Hall of Fame resume. He became the fastest player to throw 400 career touchdown passes, needing 12 fewer games, 193 than Breeze. Congratulations. Our third stat still sticks with Mr. Rogers. Not that one. Rogers is also the first passer in the NFL's 101 seasons to throw at least 35 touchdown passes on five separate occasions. Number four. 
starting to feel like what once felt like a robust MVP race is boiling down to Rodgers and Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, especially during a weekend where Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson, Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray and Titans running back Derek Henry were all MIA. Uh, I checked my I checked my score at one point. Uh, I think it was early on on Sunday, and Derek Henry was on minus one. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I mean what? <laughs> Number five, Mahomes improved his touchdown to interception ratio to what would be a single season record. 31-2 as Kansas City locked up the AFC's first playoff spot with a largely unimpressive 22-16 defeat of Denver. Those are my stats for this week. But those aren't all of the stats. Mr Williams, it's over to you. Yeah, Andrew. So, to carry on. The Chiefs, Steelers, Saints and Packers may all be division champions by this point next week. The Patriots' Cam Newton claimed his own small slice of history this week. The man with more rushing touchdowns than any quarterback ever in history. 69. <laughs> also became the first to score at least two on the ground in four different games in just one season. That is pretty impressive. There was a pretty surprising result in Nashville this weekend, where the Browns hung on to upset the Titans, 41-35. The Browns and Titans entered Week 13 as the league's number one and number two rushing offences, respectively, each grounding out right around 160 yards per game. Yet they combined for just 180 on Sunday. NFL rushing leader Derek Henry accounted for just 60 of those 180 yards, his second lowest output of the entire season so far. Meanwhile, in the same game, Cleveland quarterback Baker Mayfield hoisted four touchdown passes whilst leading his team to a franchise record 38 first-half points. He was certainly uh, certainly on one on the, on Sunday. Was old Baker, mm-hmm. uh, and finally, um, it's it's not really much of a stat as more of a a comment that I believe has been made. It was uh, anyone that saw the Miami Cincinnati game. It was a bit of a fiasco, chock full of suboptimal football and marred by five ejections. <sighs> Thus concludes this week's. So, that kind of puts uh, that kind of closes that chapter. The history books have been written, printed, sent off to the printer, and sent to all the schools. Um, week thirteen, the unluckiest week of all, is uh, is officially in the bag and done and dusted. I believe, unless you want to correct me. That the stats mistress uh, is still uh, is still to submit some picks. She is. Uh, I believe she is that the, the However, 
she she does of course have until tomorrow about midnight to get her across so i think she's probably okay i can confirm that uh she was in the process of picking some games whilst also wrestling with uh, a small tornado uh, there was there was a headlock situation going on. I wasn't sure who was winning there. So, at this point in time, I know I sent some picks in. And I can only imagine, being the efficient gentleman that you are, you have already given your picks. Uh, you seeing any uh, seeing any any differences there? Any points for this guy to get back uh, his winning winning place? No. Let's put it this way, there should be no need for a tiebreaker this week. Ooh. There certainly isn't between me and you. Oh. So. Now then, uh, what I will say to you is, I may I wrote I wrote something when I sent you my picks, but on Pickums, I picked the opposite. I believe that, if, in fact, let's not believe anything, let's speak the truth let's talk facts let's talk turkey so obviously i'm gonna to have to wait the nine hours it takes to actually get into pickums but i'm sure there was a game where pickums had it had a team winning Because uh, for anybody who doesn't use uh, pigskin pickums through the uh, ESPN NFL, well, it's not just NFL, is it? It's just the ESPN Fantasy app. Um, basically, it's like it does a green bar system. So you'll have two teams, and there will be green bars, and it'll be like the majority, the percent, it's the percent of picks. I believe. I was about to say, I thought it was the second to last game on the list, but it's actually the last game on the list. Uh, I believe I told you... So, did I tell you that the Browns were going to beat the Ravens? No. Cool. Did I tell you the Bills were going to beat the Steelers? Ravens over the Browns. Did I tell you the Bills were going to beat the Steelers? No, you went Steelers over the Bills. Then I'm talking absolute horse. <laughs> As can be seen by uh, by the by the graphic on your screen right now, I've absolutely given those same picks on Pickens. So. Um, as as a as a lying scumbag that I am, I have tried to mislead and misrepresent myself. Um, okay, so where do where do our picks differ? Who do you think? Did you go the other way on those two games? So I have picked different to you. I have more faith in. The Bears over the Texans. That that again is simply based on last week's. The Texans have no wide receivers other than Kiki QT left, basically. Yeah. Um, 
Then I've gone for the Raiders over the Colts, whereas you've gone the opposite way. I've gone for the Washington somehow actual football team that seems to have just born in the last week over the 49ers, whereas you've gone the other way. And then, as I've discussed before, I have the Bills to continue the losing streak of the previously undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers and my boy Baker to hang another L on uh, the Baltimore bad boys. Was there a point in the in last week's game where Baker was the receiver? <coughs> Did somebody throw the ball to him and he ran in yeah. a touchdown? It was, I think it was in the first half, but um, it was just a little bit of that. I think that's just basically a trick play in every team's arsenal now, where the uh, the quarterback will, will, will slide out to the, the receiver slot, and either one of the tight ends or one of the receivers will take the shotgun snap, and then he'll send it to the uh, the lesser covered quarterback. So as far as the um, as far as the Washington football team beating the Steelers, I predicted that. I was like, I tell you something, if there is ever a week for the Steelers to get beaten, this is the week. This is the team that are gonna make them just like what has just happened here. And then like the the, the day after, Liam was like So uh, did you did you see the uh, did you see the Washington Steelers game? I was like did they did they beat the Steelers? Absolutely did. There was um you know the that that meme of all the doors and it's got the Grim Reaper just going down the line and then they just put different things like for whatever purpose they put different things on the doors. And recently it was like um like they use it for like NFL stuff, so it's like all the different teams that the Steelers had beaten and the and the Steeler the Grim Reaper was the Steelers logo. Uh, but then on the last door, it's the Washington football team, and it just showed a picture of like Shrek coming through the door and absolutely laying out the Grim Reaper. I was like, well done, well done, that's amazing. Yeah, you know, team, uh, there's been a lot of stuff floating around on like Facebook, NFL pages, and stuff about how everybody's going ape about the, the Steelers this season, but. If you actually look at the teams the Steelers have beaten, it's like they beat you know this team when they were at their worst. There's a lot of uh, the the refs helped them out with certain games and this that and the other. And there's, obviously, there's always teams that people reckon the uh, the 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 ref was the, won the game rather than the uh, than the team itself. Trying to uh, try trying to do two things at once. Trying to find that that uh, meme. Uh, there was a thing about Packers uh, without Mike McCarthy versus Mike McCarthy without Aaron Aaron Rodgers. Uh, there was the uh, the suggestion that the uh, comeback player of the year award should change its name to the Alex Smith Award. 
the picture of the uh, the the Bengals defense doing what the Bengals defense do when that fight broke out. They were just stood on the sidelines. <laughs> I can't, I can't find it, but now I'm just seeing lots of various jokes. I can't find that picture. Anywho, it's not important. Although it was for the last thirty seconds. Any. Uh, any any standout game for you this week? Any game that's going to be uh, an absolute must watch? Hmm. There's some good. There's some good ones. There was a couple when I was when I was when I was thinking it. Um, Steelers Bills. Yeah. You'd argue is probably the game of the week. Yeah. Um. Not a, not a stellar game, but Cowboys Bengals could be fun for a laugh. Yeah, it's another one of those weeks where I was like, uh, "Am I going to have to put the Cowboys to win?" Um, anybody want to take uh, money on the Dolphins beating That's, the Chiefs? That- Dolphins defense is on a bit of a charge, and I think there's something like they've got. I think they're on a, they're on like a run of like they've got an interception like every in the last fourteen or fifteen games. I think love an interception to them, boys. Um, and obviously he doesn't throw many interceptions, so it'll be interesting to see if they can keep that streak going. Oh, that was one thing that didn't get shown up in the stats, unless it came up. And I didn't hear it because my internet was just absolutely woeful. Was the Steelers tying the um, consecutive sack list uh, record? So the record for teams with consecutive sacks in in back-to-back games. The record um, was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers from the early 2000s. And they recorded a sack in 69 uh, consecutive games. The Steelers tied that record on Monday night. I saw saw something about TJ Watt. They're going up against the Bills. So, it'll be interesting to see if they can get a sack of uh, Josh Allen to uh, to keep the run going. But, if they don't get one, what a great number for the run to finish on. I'd be tempted to not bother and just leave it. Like I, I even there. Uh, I even sent a message to a, a couple of a couple of our friends and just said, uh, if the if the Steelers have got any sort of banter about them, they'll they'll purposely not go for a sack in the next game just so they can just yep. say they were on that number. Yeah. I'd be like, it's like it's like Cam Newton. Cam Newton should never score a rushing touchdown yeah. ever again. He should run it up to the line and then be like, because he's on sixty nine, and he just needs to leave it like that for the for the utter banter. Yep, he'll go down in the Hall of Fame of a player who could have had more, but jo- chose comedy over was it uh, fashion over functionality. Yeah, I mean, there's a 
like those last couple of games, if you look at if you look at Pickham's, um, the 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 Ravens and the Browns, the uh, the percentage pick is almost the same. Um, so, I think people think that that's going to be an interesting one. If you compare, if you were to compare it to like the Saints versus the Eagles, the Packers versus the Lions, <laughs> what was the other one? The Jets versus the Seahawks. To be fair, I'm pretty sure there is an ever so slight tiny slither of green. I mean, there are there are there are some games on there that should just be absolute nailed on victories. But I mean, if if uh, if you look at the pickums from last week, can you go back a week? I believe yes, yes, you can. Oh, do you not have that? No, nope, yeah. I to do it because I'd love to see how many people pick this. I'd love to see how many people pick Washington to be to bang the first loss on the Steelers. If you had to guess what the percentage was of people picking the Steelers versus people picking Washington, what would you think? I would imagine it's in the 90s if not High 90s. Not, uh, I'll go 98% Steelers. Not quite. Uh, it was 94% Steeler picks with a big red cross next to it. Because obviously I was one of those. Um, yeah, 94. But, I mean, it's always the same. It's always the same. Oh. Speaking of this, brings me on to, don't know how much this is true, or how much truth there is to this, but apparently, in last night's warm-ups, Des Bryant was pulled from the, pulled from the warm-up, and therefore pulled from the game, because he tested positive for COVID. I mean, he, he tested positive for crazy a long time ago. Um, but, yeah, testing positive for, for the old... Yeah. For the vid. Yeah, that's true. Um, what can you do? Do you have anything else while I have you here? I have nothing further, Your Honour. We don't use we don't use terms like that around here. Absolutely. Um, okay. Well, I don't have anything else because you know that's how I roll. Um, I would say good luck to you in your fancy game this week, but you know what are we playing for now. It's going to be the twenty twenty Jets. Not even tried. Pride. What I will say is, tune in next week. Just, just plug in to say that we played. To say we were there. Tune in next week to see if I was lying about whether there's going to be a guest or not. Could be. Could be full of lies. Lies, lies. Right, thank you very much, and uh, I will uh, I will see you 
next time. Thank you, goodbye. So there we go, what do you think to that? Another one done, another week gone, another week of the season gone, which does mean that we are drawing to the uh, back end of the season, the twilight of the season. Yeah. YouTube watchers, do subscribe. Uh, and if you're, if you're not a YouTube fan, you know, there's always iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, but everybody can visit uh, thecookiecast.com and check us out there and uh, drop us a line, either social media or email, your choice. Let us know how you're getting on. So that's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye.